1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another week of the Retro Gamers. You're sticking with us through 54, well now, 54 episodes. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Larry here. And Anthony here. What's going on, Ant? Finally in the, t- in the same time zone, for now. Yeah, yes,
2: yes. Uh, right. When I, when I said Anthony here, actually, when I introed this, I was actually going to end that with a question. Like oh. Anthony here. <laughs> because I, I've... I've no, you know as usual I don't
1: know where I am. <laughs> where in the world is Anthony?
2: <laughs> that's it. Just we get, Anthony.
1: <laughs> we got to get Rockapella. I'm sure we can get him on the cheap. Yeah, 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 I was just gonna say I'm
2: sure. Yeah, no, you know what? I may have twenty bucks in my pocket. <laughs> <my wallet. laughs> oh, oh
1: my gosh! Hello from Orlando, Florida. Oh, Orlando. Nice. All right. Well, at least you're in Florida. Very good. Home yeah, of Disney. I'm,
2: yes, I'm. I'm in Florida. Good. In, in August.
1: Well, yeah, that's. Oof. That's rough. On a weekend. <laughs> That's rough. That's like being in Vegas during the summer. No, thank you.
2: No, uh, You know what? I was in Vegas uh, at the end of June, and it was 115 degrees.
1: Oh, but a dry 115, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, uh, here, it's like 90-something degrees, and it's about 100% humidity. <laughs> um, needless to say, I have not stepped out of the hotel all day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? Whether 95, or 115, humidity, or dry, it's still hot as hell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, and the only reason why I had
1: to step out of the hotel at all this weekend
2: is because the, um, the plug for my, um, my, uh, my MacBook died. Oh, so no. I had to go, so I had to go to Best Buy and get a new one. Oh, so, gosh. Uh, yeah, some, somebody, somebody at the uh, office here was nice enough to drive me Friday night on the way to the hotel, oh, and nice. I bought one, got here, tried to plug in my laptop, and I bought the wrong one. Oh, Oh, no. <laughs> So Boom. then I had to go. So then yesterday morning I had to Uber over to Best Buy <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> and man. make it,
2: make the exchange. And then I decided, oh, I was like, there's a mall right down the way. Let me walk across. It's like it was like a ten minute walk across. Yeah. By the time I got to the mall, probably... I was drenched. <laughs> I didn't even walk around the mall. I called an Uber. I went back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you bu- you you bought an Uber to go around the mall. Then you got sent home. That's basically. I was like, okay, so this is the mall. I'm calling
2: an Uber. I'm done. <laughs>
1: Dunsky. And uh, I have not left the hotel since. <laughs> <laughs> well, good stuff. Well, they got some nice hotels down there. So All Yes, right. they do. Well, did you bring anything with you to keep you entertained? I mean, you know, it's any video game equipment? that I did, actually. Um, my, my, my Nintendo
2: Switch is with me. Very good, very good. Uh, so I can continue playing Breath of the Wild. Oh, and by the way, um, I have officially beaten Breath of the Wild. Ah, so very Breath nice um although i got the short ending oh. um there there are two endings there's a short ending and a full ending so i got the short ending um n- and then i realized what i did not complete to get the full ending so now i've completed that and then um, i haven't done the full ending yet cuz i want to pl- i actually want to play it on my tv like a big blame screen you. TV, I don't not on my little, not on the handheld and even though we are retro gamers we're still gamers uh, we're still gamers so at, at some point Hopefully this month, I know um, we have a special retro game live stream for this month, but mm-hmm. at some point this month, I will be live streaming the end of oh, wow. Legends of, of the Wild.
1: All right, cool, cool. Yeah, the, the we uh, as Anthony mentioned, we are teaming up with Victims and Villains. Uh, each month, we're going to do a theme every Wednesday. So the themed streams are Wednesdays, but every once in a while, you may see us hop on every now and again at randomly. Uh, to play any game, really, in all honesty. Uh, but uh, this month is wrestling, uh, and Josh actually played. He really pulled one out of the bag. He's been pretty good with that. Uh, the yes. Simpsons Wrestling, which was uh, a terrible, absolutely terrible game, but uh, fun to watch. Yeah, it was. It was actually kind of cool.
2: I, I don't remember. I think I was in the airport when I watched it, and I just laughed. <laughs> yeah. um, so that that was actually, yeah, that was a nice little surprise because, you know, you would think we would go, you know, WWE. Go with the sta- yeah. yeah, you go with the standards, WWF games from you know retro land. Yeah, yep. um, But that was cool. That was yeah. cool to see Simpsons wrestling, and you know, um, I know you're up next.
1: Uh yeah, Wednesday, and I'm debating. I'm trying to figure out what to play. Um, it's going to be old. I'll tell you that much. It's definitely going to be NES era. Um, nice. well, you know what, I may. Well, you got a
2: you got a, you got a few games there. No, I you know got, you're right. You got you got you got Tecmo World Wrestling. You got Pro Wrestling. You got WrestleMania, Wrestling Challenge, King well, of the Ring, here's WCW.
1: The, <laughs> here's the problem: some of those I don't have a system for. So that's going to be the 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 decision maker, unless I can borrow one, uh-huh. um, because I haven't bought one yet. Uh, but yes, I do have the Famicom games. I'm thinking about maybe a certain Super Nintendo game that. I'm thinking about uh, that I can get on the emulator, emulator on the virtual console. So we'll see. Uh, That will be – I'll be broadcasting Wednesday – what is that, the 10th? Um,
2: Wednesday is the 9th, I believe. All right.
1: Well, yes, it is. Uh, So this Wednesday, the 9th, tomorrow when this drops, uh, I'll be broadcasting at about – Eight o'clock, and now that I think about it, ugh, that means I got to talk to Frank now about the better half. But whatever, I'll deal with that off air. We usually broadcast. Well, uh, and, uh, and then
2: I will go on the sixteenth. Although I will tell you right now, um, I will probably be um, playing streaming my game on Thursday the seventeenth.
1: Okay, you did that last time.
2: <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I realized the sixteenth. I have a work event. I, I have a work event. I have to go to. All so right, fair enough. Well, uh, it's it's yeah. It's either going to be Thursday, Thursday the seventeenth, or maybe even Friday the eighteenth. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Necess- I can't. I would love to commit to a Wednesday. I was like, but I am at the mercy of my work schedule.
1: I don't blame you. Maybe, uh, maybe this whole Wednesday thing may not work out. So we'll say we'll talk to Josh about that. <laughs>
2: well, you know what? I mean, it, it could just be like the week of, and then true. we'll make we we can make announcements Very and whatnot. True. So I'm Very just true. I'm just putting it out there ahead of time All when right. my Wednesday will not work. <laughs>
1: so. All righty then. There you go, Anthony. Not conforming to uh, to our schedule, but that's okay. Nor should I. <laughs> so. But, um, but but yeah, it- so uh, I was saying I got my switch with me, and uh,
2: um, I've been I've been uh, binging some Game of Thrones because I finally gave in and started watching. Oh, Matcha. did you?
1: I'm not even gonna yeah, bother yeah. with that yet.
2: Yeah, now you know what they're on season seven. I just finished season one right now, and I'll get there.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll get there.
2: Um, and then, of course, you know what I did not bring with me. Which, which I know you are alluding to.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying um, to get to. I know,
2: yes, I know where you're going. Um, I did not bring my brand new, <laughs> finally found, after nine months. Just about, yep. Just about nine months. I have my NES Classic. All waiting. right. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Finally. Yeah, that didn't take long at all.
1: The The saga has ended, folks. Anthony has his NES classic Holy you know it's, it's, t- it's taken me
2: less time to finish like Final Fantasy games than it did to find this system
1: <laughs> and, but, and the story behind it I think is 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 equally as uh, as fun.: Oh,
2: the story is awesome. Um, <laughs> I love I, I, and this is my fir- I think this will be my first time telling the story in, in, in completion Oh absolutely so, because
1: this all before you start this will literally happen like what an hour and a half after we recorded last week's episode. Yeah,
2: basically. Yeah. So, um yeah, so we recorded we recorded um last week's episode and then um I I hung up because I had to go to work cuz I have on, on top of my regular day job I do these various side jobs. Don't ask me why. <laughs> um you know, cuz cause I, cause I you know, clearly don't you don't, don't, have you don't like free to rest. Time. Yes, no, I don't like to sit still. I'm very antsy. <laughs> um so so we we finished recording. I jumped in my car. Went and started driving to um, to my job because I um, on occasion I host a local scavenger hunt in L.A. Um, with this company, cool. and they you know they they asked me if I wanted to work that Saturday, and I was like, hey, I go it's like the first Saturday I've been home in forever. Should I just stay home and do nothing, or should I go work? And of course, I you know made the wrong decision, <laughs> so I went to work. Um, so then I um yeah, so then I'm in my car, I'm on my way to the starting line for the scavenger hunt, so I can go set everything up. And I get a text. And, you know, don't text and drive, people. Just telling you right now. Nope. nope. Um, no texting and driving. I, was, I, I did happen to be at a stoplight, and I have one of those little cradles <laughs> in my car.
1: <laughs> sure. <with> my fr- <laughs> I did. <laughs> I believe I did. you. Of all, trust, trust me. Of all people, you will yeah. have that. Yes. Yeah. So,
2: you know, so I, I had my little I had my little cradle with my phone in it and I get a text and I'm sitting at a stoplight and I'm like, OK. So I was like, I just, you know, press the button to look at it. And there sitting sitting there is, you know, a picture of the NES classic and a friend of mine who does not play video games at all. Wow. OK. It's nothing. To, yep. My friend, my friend Diana, um, who, who, you know, I am forever in her debt <laughs> um, forever in her debt so um, she texts me a picture of the NES classic and she said and she just wrote, hey, are you still looking for one of these? <laughs> very, very casual. <laughs> now, I'm sitting at a stoplight and I'm not supposed to be texting. So, of course, I'm right. You know, so yeah. then I'm like really quickly writing, you know, holy crap. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, you know, where is this? Where is this? She's like, oh, she's like, I just got a text from the Amazon treasure truck. And I'm like, and I'm like. What the hell is? I I didn't even ask her. I didn't even ask her to that part. I was like, "Um, I just got a text from the Amazon treasure truck that they have they have it available, but you have to pick it up today. Do you want it? And I said, you know, of course. Oh my God, yes. Order it. Order it. Order it. Green light. (laughs) So I'm driving. and she's like well you can order it and of course I'm 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 now I'm now I'm doing like uh what do you call it voice command voice oh, okay. text okay yeah yeah so now cuz I'm driving so I'm just hitting the voice button I'm like I can't do it when I'm driving I go please order it right now before it's so bad so anyway she um so then she's like okay cool no problem so then um so then she orders it and she's like okay Here's the here's the order number, here's the QR code. You just have to go down you have to go down to wherever the treasure truck is and I'm like fine. So no problem. So then I get then then I uh, then I hit a road closure while I'm driving <laughs> no. and I'm like so now I'm like okay, now I hit a road closure and I'm like I call my boss and I'm like cuz he's meeting me at the starting line cuz it was a lar- it was a really large race on that Saturday. Oh, I think really? we had like we had like 60 people. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so he's like, oh, I'll meet you at the starting line. So then I call him, and I'm like, I just hit a bunch of roadblocks. I'm like, there's a lot of heavy traffic here. I'm going to be a few minutes late, whatever. And then as I'm sitting there not moving, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I can still get one for my sense. <laughs> so then so then I click Greedy. The
0: greedy. So you went from hey, none to trying to get
2: two. Hey, you know what? People are already putting their SNES preorders. <laughs> they're putting their classic orders up on ebay you mean the ones that got canceled okay (laughs) yes the ones that got canceled people are putting their pre-orders up on that on ebay so you know what whatever (laughs) i I was like this was going to be the last opportunity probably to ever get your hands on any of these whatsoever honestly Uh, and especially after the think geek um thing happened the week prior when you're done i have yeah which we'll talk about um so so i'm sitting you know so i'm sitting in traffic that's not moving and i'm like okay let me click on it click on it um, I'm like, all right, let me go through the order process. But at this point, though, I was like, it has to be sold out. I was like, because you know, maybe it was like ten or fifteen minutes after she texted me mm-hmm. that she got one. So I'm like, there aren't going to be any more because these things sell out in seconds. Um, so I sit there, I click the thing. Sure, sure enough, I go. They were still available. I was like, holy wow. crap! I was like, so I went through the whole process, ordered it, got a QR code. So now I've got two. I had two NES classics in my hands. Wow! Um, all I had to do was go pick it up. So. Now I, and of course I have no idea what this Amazon treasure. I was going to say,
1: is. yeah. Like, can you explain what this thing is?
2: Yeah. So so um, so what happened? Here's here's how I'll explain it in a second. Okay. So I went to um, I went to work. I did the starting line for the scavenger hunt <laughs> and what to go. We, yeah. Basically, <laughs> so what happens at the scavenger hunt is. All the teams show up, I do a little starting line speech, and I send them off, and then I have to meet them at the finish line, but it usually takes them like three or four hours to get there. So I was like, so right after I send them off, I'm like, okay, now I have to go to the Grove to go pick up the NES Classic, because you had to pick it up that day before the truck left. Oh, jeez. So it's like basically like, uh, so basically the truck was there from 11 to 5. So what the Amazon, okay, so the Amazon Treasure Truck is this new thing that Amazon is doing. And what it is, is it's a literal truck it's Mm kind of like uh you know i i want to say like um it's not like a truck truck like a big semi truck it's like maybe like you know what the what a small u-haul maybe would be okay okay not even that big so about that size kind of truck and it's like you know it's all it's all designed it's got a nice like logo on it that says amazon treasure truck and everything like that so um the amazon treasure truck was going to be at the grove in la um, and the Grove is like one of those big outdoor mall experiences, Larry. I don't know if you went there when you came to visit, but um, I don't know. It, it, did did I take you to the Americana by me in Glendale or whatever it was? It's like big, big outdoor like shopping mall with a big water fountain and all kinds ah, of. I
1: would remember that. The only thing I remember is like the LA experience, which was yeah. there at, so, during, Yeah,
2: it's basically this big outdoor. It's a, it's a big outdoor like pretty high-end mall like it's got a lot of those like higher-end stores and Mm -hmm. and restaurants and then it's got um and then it's got condos that you can lease or live in above yeah so it's this whole big complex um and then the grove in la you know also has a farmer's market attached to it very famous farmer's market so what happened was the truck the truck was situated inside the grove so like in you know, in the outdoor area there's like this whole grassy knoll and everything like that, so it's parked on the grass. So I get Yeah, so the grassy get, knolls. Right. So I get to, so I get to the gro- I get to the grove and you know, and they have the truck there. I think it was like blue. It was like blue with like a red outline and had a nice logo and everything. It's this big ash truck. Um, and then like and it's like they're just basically it's almost like they're having a party. It's like they have music blasting wow. and they have like all these employees there and they have those like white tents okay. with with tables, with uh, just folding tables underneath it. So I go to walk up, and here I am. I'm basically rushing because I'm like, "Oh God!" I go, "I have to pick up the NES Classic, and then I have to get back to the finish line before <laughs> any of the teams get to the finish line. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm, I'm screwed." <laughs> Workwise. So, so I get so I get to the truck, and then sitting on these folding tables. Now I had gotten there; the, the truck had opened officially at 11 o'clock. And the thing about the Amazon treasure truck is that. Um, like I said, it's a fairly new thing. They only carry one item, one specific item oh. that day, and then basically, if you sign up for, if you sign up for the treasure truck. Um, like email blast yeah, or text blast or whatever, yeah. whenever the treasure truck is in town, they'll text you and say, the treasure truck is in town, it's going to be at this location, and this is the item we have. And the idea is the item that they have is a hard-to-get item, which is why they had the NES Classic.
1: So the only thing they had in the truck was NES Classics. The only thing available for that day wow. was NES Classic. So, and
2: that's what my friend got the, the, the notice for. Yeah. So... So I I signed up for the treasure truck also, mm-hmm. uh, because I'm like, hey, you know what? You never know what else they're gonna have in yeah, the future. Right? True. Like you know the SNES classic if I don't get it. <laughs> um, and so I walk up to the table and there's probably like four or five long, you know, those long white folding tables. Yeah, yeah. Four or five long white folding tables, and each table's got a you know an amazon treasure truck bag they have like you know their own shopping bags each shopping bag had an nes classic in it they must have had even when i got there like this was an hour after they were there there looked like there were at least two or three hundred there
1: okay and this is what i'm going to talk about when you're telling your story because so, i have an issue yep. about that but go ahead. okay
2: so walk up and you know I walk literally right up. There's no line or anything because it's all pre-order and you mm-hmm. just walk up. They scan your QR code and you take your classic home. So walk up to the guy and he's like, yeah. He's like, how did you, how did you find out about us? I told him this whole story. He's like, oh, man. He's like, that's great. He clearly knew nothing about video games because <laughs> <laughs> I started talking a little bit about video games. Yeah. And all he was interested in was, oh, how did you hear about the treasure truck? Yeah. <laughs> I think the treasure truck is cool. And I, that. I was like, I was like well, yeah, I think it's cool. I go, I've been trying to get this thing for like nine months. <laughs> And then, you know, so then um, I walked away with two NES wow. classics in my hands in wow. the treasure truck bags. Um, and then, um, yeah, that was it. I was just really happy. And before anybody asks, the other classic that I have is not going on eBay. I'm not selling it for $300. <laughs> I have a very good friend of mine who also was looking for it, and he, he bought the other one off All of right, me for there pla- And that was the most important thing. Amazon was selling them for retail price. They better, so they yeah, it. honestly. They got it for the sixty
1: bucks Good. that I was
2: supposed to pay for. Good, it.
1: excellent. Uh, Twice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh yeah. I remember when you texted me. Uh, it, it, I was like, "Wow, that's that is wild." And and now that I know this truck, what this truck? It, it was all NES classics. I'm shocked it wasn't like armed guards or anything there. No, no armed guards. And you know what the funny thing is? Like nobody was like because it wasn't like. um Cause it's LA. All you people out yeah, there are all I mean, like too good for I don't, it.
2: I honestly don't know if enough people knew about this thing mm-hmm. that they sold out of them. Because like there were people all hanging out around, like like just you know just people, just like customers right there that, that were just hanging around on the grass and everything like that. They didn't have any bags in their hands or anything like that. They were just chilling there. So mm-hmm. it's like. You know, there was no like bum rush to get them or super long line. It was all like if you knew about the treasure truck and you got the notice, you had you had to order it online. You couldn't buy it there.
1: Yeah.
2: You couldn't just pick up and buy it. They didn't have they they were they didn't have like a register or anything like that where you can purchase it. You had to purchase it on Amazon. Mhm. So, and yeah, it was actually it was actually pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, and somewhere, I think if I look in my bag of goodies that are coming to New York with me this week, <laughs> have ah oh, look at that! You br- you well, did bring it. This, one, this one's not mine. This oh. is <laughs> this is this is uh, this oh. Frank. Frankie, our our other NES fan. Oh, he's uh, the one that it bought it from Frank. you. Yeah,
1: yeah, he oh, wanted. You should have jacked the price for him. Good God! <laughs> Why would I jack the price for? Because Frankie? he's putting that right on eBay, probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, no! I asked him if he wanted it for himself, <laughs> and if it goes on eBay, if it goes on eBay, Frankie and I aren't friends anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, Frankie, I love you, but God, you made my life a living hell during the last episode of the Better Half, which will drop tomorrow after this podcast, and you'll know why. <laughs> but that's awesome. Oh yes.
2: Oh wow, That's a
1: lot of those. All right, cool.
2: Uh, so yeah, so.
0: Today's specials, new Chase Freedom Flex with 3% on dining, including takeout. Now, every meal comes with a side of cash back. Learn more at chasefreedom.com. Cars are issued by JP Morgan Chase Bank, NA member FDIC. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change.
2: That is my NES classic story from the Amazon truck. That is fantastic. And, um,
1: uh, I just want to ask about the truck that you said. It sounded like you had a gripe. Yeah, no, no, not about the truck, but because you, you mentioned um, um, uh, ThinkGeek. So oh, yeah. <laughs> alright, so we're like you said, we're what, nine months out from when this thing first went on sale? When it went on sale uh November of twenty sixteen. Okay, so it's like all of a sudden, and not just ThinkGeek, but I saw a lot of places whether they were selling them as a bulk, like as a package deal, or or um like a like a contest. So ThinkGeek and, and this came out of nowhere when I saw it. I texted Anthony, but by the time you got the text, by the time you saw it, I mean, it was already selling out. Mm-hmm. Geek all of a sudden had NES Classics for sale on their website, but now they were bundles. So yep. like, what? now granted, they were like between 130 and like $210 each, but you got a lot of good stuff with it. So the pricing was on par for what you were getting. So, you weren't just getting an NES Classic. You were getting like an NES Classic, then like a Super Mario Brothers print that also came with like a Super Mario Brothers mug, or you got one with a Mega Man helmet or something like that. So, you know, the pricing was worth it for all the stuff you would have got. But I mean, like, were these comp. Like, was ThinkGeek holding on to these, had to have been maybe 100 or so NES Classics, like, waiting for them until now? Even with, with, with Amazon, like, how all of a sudden did they get their hands on enough to fill up a truck to start selling? And not only that, but GameStop, just, I don't know, like a week ago or two weeks ago, I got an email saying, Hey, if you sign up for our text messaging, you could be in the raffle to win one of 100 NES classics. Mm. Like, all of a sudden, where are these systems coming from? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, you know, what it, what could have happened...
2: Uh, and this is just my, my my theory is that once this thing became a craze and everybody knew that it was gonna be in limited quantities, mm-hmm. that maybe they just they specifically held on to them for different types of promotions and whatnot. But I mean, if you think about it, if you look at Think Geek, it's like, hey, we found a box of NES classics. As if you would lose that kind of inventory, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, you know, and not only that but like they were able to take full advantage of the fact of they weren't selling they weren't selling it for um uh, they weren't selling it for the 60 bucks but they were able to qualify it
1: at a higher price by adding these other items to it. And that part doesn't bother me because the other items yeah. were actually in- were cool. Like you know what I yeah, mean? I mean so and, that's they were, and
2: they were and they were all related. But yeah. You
1: know? Yeah, but at the same time
2: it's like they basically made you drop at least I think it was the cheapest one was like a hundred thirty or hundred and forty like bucks. Yeah, yeah. So you had to drop at least hundred thirty, a hundred and forty bucks on their um, on their website in order to get an NES classic again not the end of the world especially when people are charging like 250 to 300 on ebay
1: yeah and now they um, are getting more stuff but it was just i just found it funny that all of a sudden like the these these quantities just came up out of nowhere again whether it's raffles or like what you did with the amazon truck or anything yeah. like that um it would just be a weird market like you would think they just want to get especially try and get all that money in at the end of their fiscal year
2: yeah, well, and you know what? I mean, it, it could also be possible that Nintendo of America um, still has, um, you know, they still have some that they're just releasing in yeah? drips and drabs. You think? Oh man, uh, it 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 wouldn't surprise me. That'd be interesting. It really wouldn't, because to be honest with you, especially with some place like Amazon, yeah. like you would think, like however many they had in stock, they would just throw them all up online and sell okay. it. I can't imagine they would hold it back because, hey, a few months from now we'll do this, unless knowing uh, but then again if you look at the flip side of it if Amazon was planning this whole Amazon truck treasure truck concept yeah. i mean it's a great item to include for your treasure truck and Absolutely. it's a great and talk about a you know you know a way for word to travel about how great the treasure truck is here's an item that so many people were trying to get a hold of that they couldn't and now you were able to get it because the treasure truck had it so it's yeah. it's a great pr move for them so it's entirely possible because a concept like that wouldn't be something they just come up with a month ago. I'm sure, like, the treasure truck was probably a year or two years in development.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm sure any limited, you know, limited quantity items, they just held on to for something like that.
1: Yeah, that's it's just, I found it very funny, just the timing of all these different unrelated stores, uh, like, releasing or raffling off uh, a large quantity of systems. Not even, like, one or two. Like I said, GameStop was get like had a hundred like you can win one of a 100 nes classics so it was, it was it was interesting yeah
2: and it could just be nintendo nintendo may have just made some, they made some more or it was the end of their production line had to be yeah just, yeah and they were just fulfilling orders wow yeah. All
1: right. Well, you know what? It's kinda of bittersweet because this is it. This is the end of our any our nine month long NES classic saga, which started um like like we need like kinda of like uh that Sarah McLaughlin song, like I Will Remember You playing in the background probably, when we reminisce about, you know, the, the frustration of day one. Where yeah, yes, that's, that's
2: that's a perfect juxtaposition.
1: Every website <laughs> shut down and I sat there yeah. like with puppy dog eyes <laughs> trying to get these well, then
2: you, can, you know and we can just all you need to do is go back we can play I will remember you and then take clips from our <laughs> show on how frustrated we <laughs> <Exactly. you> were. <laughs> um, exactly. honestly and then you
1: know what like a month later I, I Bearing the bitter cold, five o'clock in the morning, out on on uh, Best Buy, like I was like forty seven. I was number forty seven out of fifty six people, so I just yeah. got there in time. Well, um, I, 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 in, in hindsight now, I'm happy I didn't have to do that. <laughs> and. Um, And then later on, having to go to jury duty and sitting there, really not even thinking about sending this guy to jail, but, like, I really want to go home and play this NES classic. (laughs) Meanwhile, it's in the back of my car at a place filled with felons.
2: (laughs) Which is awesome.
1: um and then just the the few times what maybe two or three opportunities when i say opportunities like just something that was there where you could have gotten it but whether yep. they sold out or just something just oh, went there was away so many,
2: there were so many moments and even when i bought them at the treasure truck like they were sitting in the back of my car for about 5 or 6 hours in the <laughs> trunk and all i kept thinking was Somebody knows I have it. Somebody's gonna break in. <laughs> Today will be the day. Today will be the day they break into my trunk and then they're gonna grab my NES Classic. Like that's all I was thinking about the whole Honestly, time I was, I was working. You're right. I
1: don't. I was doing the exact same thing with mine. Just,
2: it was just the paranoia but, of it all. Um, and now it like like I said, it's sitting at home, yeah. and I'm so happy it's there. But I still haven't taken it out of the box. Play Frankies. <laughs> I'll play. Fra- uh, that's right. I'll play Frankie's in the hotel. Exactly. Frankie, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play your NES classic so that you can. You know, if you do sell it, it'll have to be sold
1: used. He'll be like, he'll be like, why? Why is this? Why is this box ripped? Don't worry about it. That's how I got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and every <laughs> game may tough. be beaten already, so don't worry about. it. It's all good uh, all right so with that that brings a close to uh, the NES classic just for a month from now for a brand new socket to begin oh, and
2: just and just to make a point of it because I know you mentioned it before we had um, I know we had uh, our good old friend Anthony uh, oh yeah. Anthony online a few weeks ago and he was talking about his frustration with the NES classic even though he bought one yes he did uh, he did buy one for a markup price and still his markup price was pretty damn good I, it really um, was actually. It really was. Um, so uh, just because he just popped in my head as we were talking about uh, as we were talking about the NES Classic, a very, very, very happy birthday to Mr. Anthony Chu. Yes, happy birthday, in, my friend. In New Jersey, uh, yep. we hope you're enjoying your NES Classic. Uh, now that we all own one. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, thank goodness. And um, with that, it was fun with the NES. So stay tuned for the Super Nintendo Classic Saga to begin uh, later this month.
2: All right, and we are continuing a segment that we just started last week, a mini-segment at least, called Wacky Retro Games. Wacky Retro! No, 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 don't do that. (laughs) Um, And and, um, I'm going to jump right into it. This week's Wacky Retro Game was released on the TurboGrafx-16 in March of 1992. Wow, okay. Um, TurboGrafx-16 is uh, probably a more successful um, system in Japan. And the title of said game is... Toilet Kids. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That's weird. What's that all about? Okay. So Toilet Kids is a vertical shooter, very similar to games like, remember Xevious? Oh, yeah, man. That game was Yeah. So vertical shooter. Right. Really cool game. So now Toilet Kids takes after that. Um, except um, Toilet Kids is about... Uh, the, the 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 game concept is about a ki- two kids who are warped into a strange and mystical world hidden inside their toilet.
1: <laughs> is this a game based on the <laughs> Ghoulies movie?
2: <laughs> Not at all. So our two heroes can they fly toilet shaped ships, <laughs> and they ha- their their goal is to escape a world full of flying turds, but um. Willy's and other porcelain thrones. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. They, um, there are four stages, uh, and halfway through the stage, and at the end of the stage, you have stage bosses. Okay. Um, there are also extra weapons that are hidden inside giant turds <laughs> <laughs> or uh, or other ground elements like shields, rapid fire, super bombs, and so on. Um. <laughs> There is a a special and powerful blow that can also be charged up by holding the fire button. Oh, my god! And uh, a second player can join you. It's a two-player game, so you can take control of the hero or the hero's sister, who's also a heroine in the game. Um, So that is your wacky retro game for this
1: week. Toilet Kids on the TurboGrafx-16.
2: God help us.
1: All right, and so uh, I figure, you know what, this week I think it's time to uh, take a trip down memory lane. And uh, we're going to go back to, well, the whole episode's going back to days of yesteryear. But let's really get into, because this past week um, I kind of became reintroduced, because it's been a long time since I played any Mega Man game. Mm-hmm. And Mega Man is one of the best games of all time, without saying. Yeah, there's no question about that. It's, yeah. it's one of the best. There's and we no can... Question. Absolutely, and we can. And I'm not talking about. and We're not talking about like, or I'm not talking about like the Mega Man X series, which is awesome, or the you know the the, the Mega Man uh, Mega Man Legend games that were on PlayStation and the N64. We're talking about OG Mega Man, the ten Mega Man games. Yes, there were ten. Remember, nine and ten came out later, but they they that are part of it. Um. So what what when you think Mega Man, what's kind of the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, oh God! Um,
2: how impossibly hard they are, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> right? Ridiculous. They they are some of the most difficult games ever made,
1: hands down. And on normal, I don't even know why they have a normal or difficult setting because it, just normal is ridiculous. Well, because clearly they are, you know, they're just sadistic. <laughs> um, and of course, the other thing to think about is it was so. I think innovative, especially on the first game, was that you can play the game in any order with the levels.
2: Well, yeah. to a degree. Well, to a degree, because, you know, when you play a Mega Man game, the coolest thing about it is, um, for anybody who hasn't played a Mega Man game, there are all of these bosses that have these different powers, and when you defeat the boss, you absorb their power, and you can use it on different levels. Now, depending on the boss you're fighting, they're weakness is one of the other bosses powers so there was a strategy to who you wanted to defeat first because you can use their weapon to defeat another
1: boss um you know in an easier way exactly and uh, and that's what made the game very fun you know especially back before the internet um just really trying to work out the system trying to figure out who who would be the best order to go and i remember like during the mega um the nintendo power issues like mm-hmm. one of the like Almost, like, not even a month or two after a Mega Man game came out, very quickly you saw in Nintendo Power, like, the preferred order to play the bosses. And you know what? You can learn. You can get the order ahead of time. Getting through the levels is still a whole ball game.
2: That is correct. It is just so hard. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, if you were even to survive, like, the board and get to the <laughs> boss, like, half the time for me, I barely had any energy to fight them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And, um, and now the first game, of course, started with six, but then starting in Mega Man 2, there were eight, and that's what went from there. Eight uh, uh, robot masters, they were called, eight villains yep. uh, to, to defeat, and then at which point you would go to Dr. Wily's castle, or in Mega Man 4, Dr. Cossack's castle. And yep. then you got through about four or five levels, and each game, like the game, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Not mechanics, but it was always the same thing. Eight villains... Wiley's castle, and then you always had to fight the eight villains again, and then you got to Wiley. Yep. So the gameplay it, was always the same. Yeah, um, and despite
2: the fact that the gameplay was the same, like you know, the other thing that was the same was the absolute difficulty of it. Because not only yeah, to your point, to having to fight all eight guys again before you got to Doctor Wiley, it was just
1: cruel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, and what was also you know, so Mega Man, you know, we, on the original NES, we got Mega Man one through six. Uh, 7, yep. Mega Man 7 came out on the Super Nintendo, Mega Man 8 came out on the PlayStation, now Mega Man 8 came out I think in 1998 maybe, maybe a little after that, okay. um, but it wasn't, you. yeah no I'm trying to remember what man. no maybe it was a little bit after that, but um, it wasn't until 2008 is when we finally got Mega Man 9, which came out on, at the time, the WiiWare on the Wii. And do you remember when Mega Man Nine came out? Because nine like seven had the sixteen bit graphics. Yeah, Mega, Mega Man Nine 8... came Mega Man Nine came out September twenty second, two thousand eight. There we go. And Mega Man Nine went back and it was one of the first games that the company, like a company decided to take their franchise and go backwards as far yep. as graphics. It went back to eight bit graphics. Well, you know, what looked like eight bit graphics. Right, exactly. And that was that was officially twelve years
2: after Mega Man Eight. Wow. Mega Man Eight came out in ninety six.
1: Oh, oh wow. All right. Even sooner? I didn't think that was soon. Okay.
2: Yeah, so it was about 12 years later. But still, I mean, it was – at that time in 2008, though, it was kind of unheard of for um, an 8-bit franchise, so to speak, to be re- – you know, to, to have a sequel. So, like, Mega Man, to me, was the first one that maybe – like, I just want to say, like, that the company saw a value in retro gaming.
1: Absolutely, and and again, to go back to that, because after having the 16-bit graphics and then the, the, the even souped-up graphics on the PlayStation, even with those anime cutscenes, like, to go backwards and to see that 8-bit Mega Man was, I loved it when that game came out. That was fantastic. Um, but you want to talk difficult? Like, they were sadistic with the difficulty on Mega Man 9 and Mega Man 10. Oh, man, I I, I
2: downloaded that, like, probably day, like first day of the yeah. first week that it came out. Cause I was so excited. I was like, Oh man, I was like a good old fashioned Mega Man game. This is awesome. And then 30 minutes later, damn it. I'm not playing this <laughs> anymore. This is
1: too hard. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Honestly. Um, and of course each Mega Man game had their, you know, you always had kind of like almost like the same type. There was always pretty much, There was always like an ice level. There was always a, a, a fire level, uh, some sort of water level, electric level. So they always kind of stuck with that and every now and again you had different different villains thrown in there. Um do you remember some of your like the weird villains? Like any weird villains like names or like stick out?
2: I you know, I got to go with
1: um Gutsman.
2: I never <laughs> understood why he was called Gutsman. Yeah, that was I, weird. I mean, is one. it is Yeah, it was it just me. It was like cuz you know, like cuz all the other guys like, you know, Cutman had scissors and and Ele- Electroman had, you know, electricity they shot at you. Like was Gutsman originally supposed to throw his guts at you? Was he, sp- <laughs> or was he supposed to vomit at you? Like I never. I mean, yeah, I mean, like that's that's what the name always like. That that's where it went to me. But it was just like he was kind of like super strong or something. Like that was his <laughs> like that was his thing. And I'm like hmm, Gutsman. I was like,
1: I think that was one of those you know Japanese to English translations that just probably work probably. I always found a weird one uh, like Dustman. I don't know why I found that one weird. Well, um, yeah, I mean, oh, my God, Killer Dust. Yeah. Gyro Man or maybe Yiro Man, I guess. Depends on how you look at that one. Well,
2: I mean, oh, uh, Hero Man, you mean like, you know, <laughs> like you're buying a falafel or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he throws tzatziki sauce at you. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but then you had some, some more, so like, one of my favorites of all time, Metal Man. I love Metal Man. Uh, mm-hmm. a snake Man was, I just remember, being so difficult. Oh, uh, Snake Man was a Snake penguin, Man was the worst.
2: Yes, um, yes, he was.
1: And then Pharaoh Man—I don't know—something about Pharaoh Man that was that was interesting. I liked his level; his was a good one. Um, but it wasn't. And now think about this: what 2008? You said so. The first game came out in what 86, 87, maybe. Um, yep. So it wasn't until 2008 until and read into this how you want, people. Um, wasn't until Mega Man Nine when we finally got a female villain, Splash Woman. Made her debut in Mega Man Nine. All other villains were whatever man, and then yeah, what what a, what a, what, a se- what a sexist series. <laughs> well, you know, Un- unacceptable. <laughs> and then of course, Mega Man Ten went back to all the the dudes. So um, Yamato Man, like, what the hell is a Yamato Man? Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs>
2: that sounds that sounds weird. <laughs>
1: So, um... Let's not go
2: there.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? So those were... And, and so the t- if you can go back and play them, trust me when I tell you, they're still fun. And and what made me think about all this and even pick up the Game Boy versions, because the Game Boy Mega Mans are just as good as these regular... as the NES ones, because what was cool about the Game Boy versions were there were eight, uh, eight bosses in each... Uh, there was five Game Boy games, but the first four took villains from the NES games. But what they did was... They took four from one game and then four from the game after it. So, like, the first Mega Man game had four guys from Mega Man 1, four guys from Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. And then the second Mega Man on Game Boy had the other four from 2 and then four from 3. And so on and so forth. So oh, wow. Yeah, so you kinda kind of got to... Yeah, it was cool. So you got to use, like, Metal Man on Needle Man, which is, you know, kind of weird if you think about it. Um, but it wasn't until Mega Man 5, which was... The first kind of like standalone mega Man game that used uh it was actually the planets where the like those were the names of the villains Venus, Mercury, Mars, so on, and so forth um yeah. and that was I mean for a while, not so much probably today, but I remember that game was fetching a lot of money like ten years ago or something like that, like a ridiculous really? amount of money, yeah.
0: Cause it was one That's of the harder, yeah, it was
1: one of the harder games to find. But then, luckily, they down they were able to download it on the virtual console. That's how I got it. Um, no, I did have a physical copy for a little while. Um, but yeah, if you can go back and play those games, and I was telling it, you, you know, what kind of made me think about this was, I went over my uh, my cousins the other day, my godson and his little brother, and they have an NES Classic, and they were playing Mega Man Two, and they got to Wily's castle, which was cool but mm-hmm. you know the the villains um you know they couldn't really figure out how to defeat the bosses in wiley's castle um so you know i, I taught the boys and they're six and three um so you know i told him like look even these villains in wiley's castle have weaknesses and pretty much I'll tell you right now like quick man that's like the pretty much like the only weapon to use throughout wiley's castle up until you get to wiley himself so, uh but I'll admit, it's been a long time since I played, so I did have to kinda really quick go back and figure out which ones <laughs> um uh were susceptible to what. But it just like it brought back so much memories that I I feel like you're gonna see from my end a lot of Mega Man <laughs> Street live streams because I really wanna get through these games.
2: Well, yeah, I mean they're they're awesome. they really are awesome games to play through, and to be perfectly honest with you, once you um I feel like these were the types of games where it's like once you understood the rhythm of them mm-hmm. and you got into a groove, you were able to get through them faster. Like I, I played – I think I played – I was telling you earlier before we started recording. I think I played the first four mm-hmm. and then I stopped at the fifth one. Um, but like after struggling through the first one, the second one felt a little bit easier. even though, And the second one is still my favorite in the whole series. Yeah. But the second one felt a little easier. The third one and the fourth one also felt a little easier even though they were super complicated.
1: Oh, absolutely absolutely and uh, you know and, and i think if you think about it you know it's funny cuz when i was thinking about it myself i don't think the i don't think the pattern should not have been as difficult cuz let's go to mega man 2 let's think about it so the first boss should be metal man he's easiest to take care of with your regular weapon right then from metal man you go to wood man because metal cuts wood so then that takes care of wood man in like four shots then you go from Woodman to Airman. All right, I don't know where that one goes. But, like, like Heat and, and Ice, usually those guys are parallel to each other. Um, you know, Heat and Water, or Water and Heat, but Bubble Man and Heat Man. So I guess there is a little bit of a, a like, rocks, paper, scissor to it. A, a little bit, but then there were some that didn't make sense at all. And it was, like,
2: some of them you were just kind of, like, stuck with a guessing
1: game. That's true. Like, when you get to Mega Man 9, like, Galaxy Man, like, what? What does he even do? <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, uh, yeah, he, he, he controls the
1: galaxy. And he, gets, he throws planets at you. Oh, man. Or uh, Mega yeah. Man 10, Strike Man. You know, uh, bowling or something. But be careful of Pump Man in Mega Man 10. That one's oh, not for whoa, the kids.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere near anybody named Pump Man. <laughs> so uh, No, no have, thank you.
1: Will we ever get a Mega Man 11? Probably not. I think we're good with 10 Mega Mans, at least as OG Mega Men. And, you know um, they. You don't think they'll come out with an eleven? Eh, I don't think so. I think they're Well, they they just came out with the Mega Man. What they do? The Mega Man uh, like anniversary series, which mm-hmm. I think was the first ten Mega Mans on one disc. Now yes. I think they're doing one. They're doing one with uh, I think Mega Man X now.
2: Oh really? Yeah. That's cool. I would. You know, though, I never played the uh, Mega Man X series, so I would be really uh, interested in trying that out.
1: Well, Mega Man X will be on the Super Nintendo Classic, luckily, and uh, Mega Man X was a fun upgrade to the regular Mega Man series. It had that 16-bit to it. Um, you know, the the bosses were more intricate. Um, mm-hmm. They weren't just, like, Snake Man, Top Man. They were, like, actual full names. It was pretty interesting. Oh, cool. So, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of, you know, nice reminisce of, uh, of uh, screaming and yelling at the television many times because of the nah. unnecessary difficulty level of Mega Man. But if you can, go download it on the Virtual Console. They're all available. And 9 and 10 you can get on... Uh, Wii, um, Xbox, Xbox, PlayStation on all of it. So definitely when you get a chance, check it out. We're here this Saturday and Sunday for that matter. Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2017. And we've been talking about this for a while, but it's finally upon us. I know, I mean, who knew it was actually going (laughs) to (laughs) happen I think the people at the Cradle
2: of Aviation did (laughs) Oh, okay, well then I guess it's alright
1: So, uh, and you can get your. Remember folks, get your tickets in advance Save five bucks and use that five dollars To buy a five dollar video game when you're there Um, they do exist (laughs) Yes, they do, oh boy, do they Tickets, expo.liretro.com Slash tickets Remember, single day, twenty dollars for adults Ten dollars for children, two day pass That's Saturday and Sunday if you're counting $30 $30 adult, adults, 15 for children. This $5 advance ticket goes ends, I should say, midnight August 11th Eastern Standard Time. Otherwise you're paying $5 more at the door. And we talked about it last time, they got a retrothon tournaments. They're having a uh street pass game show which almost looks like a street like a retro version of the Family Feud, I think. That oh, seems I wanna interesting. I want to play that. We'll check it out. Did we get to play? I, I don't know. I hope so. Uh, a Link Cable Lounge. So if anyone has old school Game Boys and want to play two player games, get the Game Link Cable with you and you just sit there and play. You can also bring your Switch and do it as well. Uh, or you can just buy a Game Boy while you're there. You can. <laughs> Retro and Chill at night this is going to be there Saturday night when all the tournaments end. They're going to have free play uh, You know arcades. 80s karaoke. Oh, it's got a cash bar. Oh, game. On. Oh, man, that's trouble. <laughs> and uh, most importantly, the retro gamers are going to be there. Me and Ant will be broadcasting live throughout the day. But more importantly, Ant, we're going to go live on Facebook with our official podcast at 1 p.m. Eastern. That's right, 1 p.m. Eastern. You can hear
2: us. Uh, you can, you, well, you can watch us actually. You can watch us on Facebook, and uh, if you miss that, you can always uh, listen to our podcast on a usual Tuesday.
1: It will drop that following Tuesday. That's correct. And all of our friends who are going to be there, yes, get your tickets and be there. We'll be on the podcast. Whoever wants, just walking around, wants to be on the show, will be able to come on the show. So tune in this Saturday, 1 p.m. Eastern, at Facebook.com/slash Retrogamers Podcast. And it's going to be a blast. Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2017.
2: All right, and it's uh, it's that time of our it's well, it's that time of our podcast actually, <laughs> where uh, we usually segue into a retro spotlight. Now I know last week I don't think we did we do a retro spotlight last uh, week?
1: No, we took <laughs> off last week. We took off last week. Yeah, we took
2: we we took off last week because uh, we had, we had other fish to fry, uh, <laughs> retro wise. But um, I thought uh, this would be a great week to return to a retro spotlight. What, what do you have something to say? This is the first like. one in
1: like two or three weeks actually. Yeah, but there was a little bit of a gap because yeah. I think we had a retro reject
2: before that, um, yeah. and uh, that that was a great one. If you did not hear the <laughs> last retro reject we had, please go back to episode fifty. Was that fifty-two? Two. Yep. Uh, go back to episode fifty-two, where we definitely cover
1: uh, <laughs> one really <laughs> unique and reviled game, um, which anyway, I am going to try and find and purchase at the expo.
2: Oh, awesome! Yeah, we need to make a list for the expo. By the way, <laughs> yeah, we do. need to make a hit list of we games will do that we want to get. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so this week um, uh, our retro spotlight is uh, well. It's, I'm calling it out specifically because it's also it's also going to be in this week in gaming. Um, oh. It is celebrating a 30. Uh, this will be its 32nd, no, wow. uh, 22nd. I'm oh. sorry, 22nd, 22nd anniversary. 26. Still, I'm sorry, my my mental math. No, but, but still, still uh, 22 years ago this game came out. So, and it's one of my favorite, if not my favorite. One of my favorite RPGs of all time. It's probably the only RPG, um, one of very few RPGs to say one of maybe two RPGs that rivals the uh, Legend of Zelda series. Wow! For um, even though Zelda's kind of action adventure RPG, still, mm-hmm. um, uh, this game rivals that, uh, and it's and it's frequently listed as one of the greatest games of all time. Period. Um, so this week's retro spotlight, I'm gonna take you down memory lane to. <laughs> Uh, discuss and talk about, or just, you know, tell you about Chrono Trigger for uh, the Super Nintendo. All right. So, Chrono Trigger was developed and published by Square, which uh, some people know now as Square Enix. Uh, they're most well known for their Final Fantasy franchise, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, released, I don't know, uh, at this point, I think we're at Final Fantasy 15? I think officially. so, all right? Yep, we're at Final Fantasy 15. Chrono Trigger. Um, was released way back when in 1995. Uh it was originally released uh it was released on the Super Nintendo console originally uh, m- uh March 11th, 1995 in Japan. Okay. And then 5 months to the day later on August 11th, 1995 in the US. Oh wow. Um, and then since its initial release, it's been ported to other systems in 1999. It was released on the uh PlayStation uh, it was, it was released on the Nintendo DS, oh, the yeah. iOS, Android, and on the Wii Virtual Console.
1: Yeah, I remember, so, uh, I think it came like in a hybrid disc on the PlayStation, didn't it? Chrono Charger? Yeah, on the,
2: play, on the PlayStation, it came with Final Fantasy 4, I, I believe, so, yeah. as part of the Final Fantasy Chronicles. Yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> PlayStation disc. So... Um, but you know, ex- um, absolutely one of my uh, it goes on my, one of my my list. I've never really done a top ten list in terms of greatest games I've played. You know, greatest games of all time according to me in terms of ones I've played. <laughs> but this one definitely would be on that list, no question about okay. it. So for those of you who don't know what Chrono Trigger is, um, Chrono Trigger is um, it's an RPG game that takes place in a world similar to Earth. Um, so it's an Earth-like world. Where um, primitive humans and dinosaurs actually shared the earth in the prehistoric age, Um, and then uh, it took place. uh, There's time travel involved in this game, so there are there are several different eras that you travel through. The first one is that prehistoric age with humans and dinosaurs sharing the earth. Then you have the Middle Ages, which has knights and magic and monsters and all kinds of stuff. Um, which is where you start your story with your hero. Um, and then they have the post-apocalyptic future where, you know, humans and robots are actually struggling to survive. Huh. Um, so the um, – and then the, the general story is your hero um, whose name is Chrono, oh. um, Big surprise. Um, but you're basically traveling through these three different time periods. Um, Ultimately, trying to destroy the you know the ultimate evil villain in the series, who is trying to bring about the apocalypse, and you'll u- really? you ultimately face off against him at the end of time. That's wow. actually the last era that you play through is the end of time.
1: Wow! I didn't realize it was so time travel based. Wow!
2: It's very heavily time travel yeah. based. Yep. Huh. So, um, so the story starts. Uh, you know, the story starts in 1000 A.D. Which would be like the you know what you would consider the Middle Ages mm-hmm. with with Chrono and two companions, and then ultimately, as you play throughout the game, um, you will have up there are up to six uh, there are six characters that you can play with. So you start with three, you get three more along the way, um, and you find them you find them in in some of the different eras, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, so the game was actually originally conceived in 1992. Oh. Um and it was conceived by because it was square it was conceived by the producer and creator of the Final Fantasy series. Uh and I'm gonna butcher his name, but yeah, Hiron- Hironobu Sakaguchi.
1: Hey, oh listen, uh, all those trips to Japan are paying off.
2: Yep. So um it was it was conceived by him, and then um also who came on board with that was um the director and the creator of the Dragon Quest series, which is another big series, mm-hmm. um Yuji Horii. Okay, <laughs> and Much last older. but not least, the creator of the Dragon Ball comic series, which you know, which everybody knows, Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. So the original comic series, Dragon Ball, um, that creator Akira Toriyama. Hmm. So those three guys are actually responsible for um, the concept behind Chrono Trigger. And then what's interesting is that the way that they came up with it, because what happened was um, the Final Fantasy series creator Sakaguchi, he went on a trip. With um, Yuji Horii, um, to uh, and uh, Akira Toriyama, they went to they went on a trip to America to do some research on game design. Okay. While they were in America, they were so impressed by all the different like types of game design that they saw that they realized that they wanted to create something brand new. And out of that trip came the concept for Chrono Trigger. Oh wow! Okay. So. Yep. So 1992 is when they went on this trip and came up with the idea. Um, they were hoping originally to release it on the Super Famicom disk drive. Nintendo was planning a disk drive attachment for the Super Famicom, also known as the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And we know that for the original Nintendo, they had a disk drive in Japan that never got released in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So they were planning the same thing on the Super Famicom disk drive. However, Nintendo ultimately decided not to move forward with that disk drive. So once that happened, they realized they needed to just work on releasing it for the Super Famicom itself. Okay. Okay. So – because the story was um so involved with time travel and i say it like when you play this game you're constantly traveling back and forth through wow. time oh, which which is awesome um, so be, but because there was so much uh because the story was so rich and deep in terms of time travel that um they actually had um me- regular series of meetings just in terms to, of the story to ensure continuity. And they had as many as 30 employees sitting in a room to discuss the story elements of the game to make sure that the game had full continuity. Wow. So they wanted to make sure, like, you know, things that were happening in the past weren't going to affect what happened oh. in 1000 AD, what happened in the like post-apocalypse. A, yeah, Like a butterfly effect almost. Exactly. Wow. So they wanted, to, they wanted to ensure that things that happened in certain parts of the series didn't affect <clears throat> the other story beats. Mm-hmm. So and the game itself is like you know the story is so massive that you can just uh i mean the, the how complicated it must have been to just sit there and go over well we can't have that happen because it's going to you know cause and effect is going to do this yeah. and so on and so forth so super super complicated game to put together um uh so and then um The graphics – one of the graphics programmers for the game or the graphics programmer for the game whose name is Yasuhika Kamada. There you go. He he actually cited Ridley Scott's visual work in the film Alien as his inspiration for the lighting techniques he used in the video game. So when you see the lighting techniques in the game, you can see that it has some kind of darker elements to it and like there's some shadow work at play and whatnot. And you can actually thank Ridley Scott's Alien for that (laughs) in the Chrono Trigger game.
1: Sweet. Boy, that get okay. that Alien's really, uh, really been a basis, a small basis for a lot of games. That Contra, it's pretty cool. Yep. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely.
2: Um, Alien. Well, you know, Alien was uh, one of the most influential, you know, sci-fi horror films of our time. Sure so, it was. okay. Um, now, gameplay aside, I'm going to talk quite a bit about the music of the game because the music of the game is actually one of the most um, well-known aspects of the game because the music in it is absolutely stunning. So, Chrono Trigger was scored um, mostly by Yasunori Mitsuda. Mm-hmm. Um, he had there were a couple of other composers who helped out, and I'll get to them in a bit. Um, but Mitsuda was the one who did most of the most of the songs. Or most of the music now. Each tune that he wrote for the game was around two minutes long, oh, wow. which is which is pretty which is pretty lengthy for um, for a sixteen bit game. Yeah, honestly. So each each song would go about two minutes before they would before it would repeat because you know games in the you know in those uh, on those systems naturally repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and he. Um, he worked on so many uh, he wound up working on what ultimately came out to three discs worth of music, oh wow um, for this game, um, and actually, at one point during the game um, uh, during the during the composing, he suffered a hard drive crash that lost around forty tracks oh, that were man. in progress and he had to start over no, oh, that sucks I know, and then to make matters worse, um, Mitsuda was so focused on working on the um Soundtrack for this game. He worked so hard on the project, he actually developed severe stomach ulcers from composing the game. And he was forced to take a break <laughs> from the game for his own health. And as a result of that, they, had, they brought in Final Fantasy composer Nobuo Uematsu to finish composing the tracks for him. Because oh, he could not physically complete them. Or physically complete the game. He did most of them, but he couldn't yeah. do all of them. Wow. That's wild. Which is absolutely insane. <laughs> um, and then, like I said, the music from the game is ridiculously popular. Um, fans have remixed the soundtrack, producing over 700 different tributes and cover performances of the soundtrack.
1: Oh yeah! Um,
2: and then some of the music from Chrono Trigger was actually part... I don't know if you remember that there was a traveling symphony back in the mid-2000s. It was called Play... A video game symphony, and it traveled around. Oh, yeah. it, it traveled around playing tracks from different video games. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrono Trigger was uh, some of the Chrono Trigger music was um, some of the music that they played, and that that um, that concert went from 2006 to 2010. Wow. Yep. Uh, what else can I tell you about Chrono Trigger? It used a 32 megabit ROM cartridge. With a battery-backed RAM for saved games. Okay. And 32 megabits back then was nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, especially talking about a 16-bit game on a 32 megabit uh, cartridge. Pretty pretty big. Yep. Um, some statistics for the game. it is the It was the third best-selling game of 1995 when it Ooh. was released. Um, the only two games that sold more than it were uh, Donkey Kong Country 2 <laughs> and Dragon Quest 6. Oh, wow. And, in fact, um, so it sold um, 2.3 million units on the Super Nintendo. Two million of those units were sold in Japan. So only really? 300,000 were sold in the U.S. Wow. And then on top of that, those, the almost all of those two million that were sold, sold in the first two months of the game's release.
1: Oh, oh man. Japanese like their uh, role-playing games.
2: Up. Uh, Absolutely.
1: Um, also,
2: some extra releases actually came out for Chrono Trigger um, on the Satellaview. Now, we talked about the Satellaview um, briefly at one point in time. The Satellaview was a modem attachment to the Super Famicom oh, yeah. in Japan. Uh, remember, we talked about it for the original Famicom. Yep, and yep. It had a modem attachment. So the Super Net Famicom also had a modem attachment, and it was called the Satellaview. If you had the Satella View, you, you were able to download three um, three add-ons to Chrono Trigger. One was called Chrono Trigger Jet Spike Special, which was a racing game on jet bikes, that the <laughs> uh, and that was uh, and uh, that was one story point in the game. Cool. Um, and then you could also download the Chrono Trigger Character Library, mm-hmm. which had wow. a full list of all the characters, and then the Chrono Trigger Music Library, which carried all of the music. That's cool. In addition to that in 1996 on the Citella View, they released a game called Radical Dreamers which had which included which was a side story in the Chrono Trigger series because the Chrono Trigger you know you ha- it, you know for an RPG it has one main story but then there were side quests that were going on so Radical Dreamers was a short text-based game relying on minimal graphics and atmospheric music which was only released in japan and it was a side story of chrono trigger Hmm. um so uh and that was the Satellaview view um stuff uh some awards the the game the game has always been awarded a ton of stuff or it winds up on a lot of lists so the the electronic gaming's monthly video game awards of 1995 Mm -hmm. named chrono trigger best role-playing game Best Music in a Cartridge-Based Game, and Best Super Nintendo Game of the Year. There you go. Um, game Rankings, um, it was the uh, listed as the second highest-scoring RPG on the Super Nintendo. Cool. Um, also rated the 24th highest RPG of all time. Oh, wow. Um, the Guinness Book of World Records in 2009, I believe, um, listed Chrono Trigger as the 32nd most influential game of all time. Really? Um, Nintendo Power listed Chrono Trigger as having one of the greatest endings ever in Nintendo history. Uh, did it really? And you're talking one of 12 different endings you can get in the game. There are 12 oh different endings in this game that you God. can get. Enough yep. with these multiple endings. That's wild. I know. Um, IGN has listed it on its top 100 games of all time for about 10 years now. At really? least 10 years. And it's been listed as high as fourth. Oh, wow. Um, it's made the Gamespot top 100 list multiple times. Um, Nintendo Power's 20th anniversary issue listed it as the fifth best SNES game to ever be created. Wow! All right. And ga- under, on Games Radar, Games Radar 100 best games of all time, it is first place for the best Japanese role-playing game ever, and it is second f- as the best Super Nintendo game behind Super Metroid. <laughs> A uh, few other things to throw at you. it was the uh, I just mentioned that the, the game has multiple endings mm-hmm. It was the first game ever to have multiple endings really yes, Chrono Trigger is the first game to list multiple endings uh, to, to give you an option of having multiple endings in a game. Um, it was also the first game to have what's called new game plus mode. Have you mm-hmm. ever heard of new game plus mode? No okay so what new game plus mode is so in Chrono Trigger, when you completed the game and you wanted to replay the game. Okay. Uh, when you s- replayed the game, all of your weapons, skills, and experience were at the same level as oh. when you finished the game previously. They
1: carried over. Nice. Every-
2: everything carried over to a um, new game. That was what Very new game nice. plus mode is.
1: Um, wh- question. I just want to go back. I mean, h- how yeah. is this? Well, I guess because the super Famicom. I was saying like like Castlevania 2 had multiple endings. So I was wondering how Chrono Trigger could be the first game with multiple endings.
2: Oh, I'm not sure. That, that's what they have listed for it. Hmm.
1: Castlevania. Two,
2: that's true. Castlevania Two did that. I wonder if. Um, I wonder if it's the first RPG to have. Multiple that endings. could be the case. It might be that. Or
1: have so many multiple endings. That's weird. All right. Well, that's... Yeah,
2: Which is crazy. Um, a couple of other things to throw out there is um, the English translation for this game. Now, this was a massive, massive game. Mm-hmm. Um, The English translation was done in 30 days. Really? Yes. They gave them one month to translate the whole game. Oh, gosh. And because it was being translated into um, English, when they were porting the game over to uh, the U.S., they did to have to cut some things out of the game or make adjustments because there were some adult-oriented things going on in the game. Always. Um, so, for example, there were any instances of alcohol had to be removed. Oh, my god! So, in the American game, there's a scene where um, Chrono gets into a soup drinking contest <laughs> with another character. In the Japanese game, it's not soup. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, there was a... And then... Um, in uh, uh, and then one other thing, um, one other fun fact in the game, and this is a this is a story beat. So spoilers if you haven't played this Uh-oh. game, but right. but it's also it's also 22 years old. So too bad. <laughs> um, but um, this was one of the first games in which the main character dies during the quest.
1: Wow, like purposely supposed to?
2: Yes, he's purposely <laughs> he purposely dies during the quest. Now in the original version of the game uh, or the original story of the game chrono was supposed to die and the the original one you play with is supposed to die and stay dead
1: okay oh man
2: but they thought it was going to be too depressing so they they put in a story beat obviously where they find a way to bring him back to life <laughs> but originally the main character was supposed to die at some wow. point in the game and stay dead ah that, that would have been Which wild really interesting. yeah right yeah. um the game did have a sequel, a legitimate sequel, which Chrono was Course. called Chrono Cross, yep. released on PlayStation, which I have sitting at home in shrink wrap and I cannot – I just don't know why I haven't played it yet because I'm stupid. Um, I need to play that. <laughs> um, no. And that was the only true sequel for the Chrono Trigger series. You have Chrono Trigger, you have Chrono Cross. You do not have any other wow, games. Only two games. All right. Officially in the series. <laughs> in 2001 – Square trademarked the, the, the uh, title Chrono Break, hmm. which led to speculation that they were going to come out with another game in the series, but that just never, that never happened. Hmm. So the only two games in the series are Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, which, like I said, I find very interesting considering how – Successful and revered Chrono Trigger is. You would think that this would have become like a Final Fantasy, where you would just get a whole bunch of Chrono Triggers. Oh, absolutely uh, sequels. But uh, alas, that was not meant to be, <laughs> and there is um, there is no indication that they ever plan on going back to the Chrono Trigger series. Oh man! But that's okay because if you have never played Chrono Trigger, anybody who's listening, I urge you to pick it up and play through it. You will not be disappointed. It is one of the best games you will ever play, uh, and that is this week's retro spotlight on Chrono Trigger.
1: Alright, so coming off that tremendous uh, retro spotlight, which is actually going to get me to go out and play this game, uh, we're going to introduce uh, Cheat of the Week. And this Cheat of the Week is brought to you by Chrono Trigger. In which case, if you're at to the point, this is how you're going to save Lucia's mother. I'm not going to tell you Luca, at what point. Luca, Luca. I have to play the game first, I guess, to save Luca's Luke's mother. mother <laughs> here's how you save Luca's mother. In the event where Luca's mother gets caught in the machine, you want to walk to the lower, rightmost accessible portion of the machine. You press A, and you're going to be prompted to enter the following code to stop it. The code is left A, right A. Can't get more simpler. Left A, right A to save Lucia's mother. Yeah, and if you don't want to save Luca's mother, you don't have to put the code in, you can just watch her die. That's even better. So check it out. That's this week's Cheat of the Week.
2: And this week
1: <laughs> in gaming! What do we got, bro? I,
2: all right. Well, you know, every time I hear that intro, I, my ears bleed just a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to warn you to lower the headphones on that one. And yeah, I, you really do when, when you play <laughs> that thing. I mean, that that that's enough to break somebody out of a coma. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this week in gaming history, we are going to start um, all the way back. We're going to go to 1981, and now this is interesting. Okay, 1981, this week, um, was the introduction of DOS for the PC. Really? For the wow. first time ever. And it included a game on DOS called Donkey.
1: <laughs> Wasn't quite Kong, just Donkey.
2: No, donkey. Uh, it was it was called Donkey, and it was a uh, it was a top it was a top view racing game where you're racing down a street of two lanes, and in one lane a donkey would show up, <laughs> and your job was to avoid the donkey, avoid running <laughs> over the donkey. Donkey. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, yeah, but still, 1981. This week in uh, gaming history, I, uh, we got DOS.
1: I didn't think DOS was DOS that was old. I thought it yeah, was Don, than that. Yeah, right.
2: DOS is 36 years old, yeah, my man. friend. Happy 36th birthday, das. <laughs> Um, Going to jump a few years to 1985. Okay. Uh, we got the Game & Watch widescreen <laughs> version of Tropical Fish.
1: Ooh, all right. I don't think I've ever played that one.
2: I never played that one
1: either. You know, it's funny. Last week, uh, real quick, when we mentioned all the Game & Watches, I broke out the two that I have on the DS. So I yeah. played, play like, Oil Panic for, like... 30 minutes, which is very yeah. repetitive. <laughs> I was say that, that, that's a little insane. Oh, it was nuts. But so be it. Uh, to, we're going
2: to 1986 on the Famicom disc system that okay. was only released in Japan. Metroid. Oh, nice. Yep, Metroid was released on the Sweet. disc system there. We got it on the NES. We did. 1987 on the Famicom in Japan. Rad Racer. Oh, love that game course uh it was part of the nintendo world championships and it was part of the sequence in the wizard when we got to say hello to the power glove oh lucas
1: damn you and your power glove and whatnot and love the power glove mm-hmm. it's so rad wooing eyes Isn't so what's that racer <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Jumping to 1988 on the Famicom, we got Bases Loaded 2, second season, which was my favorite baseball game. That was a good one.
1: Yeah, that was a very
2: good one. Yeah, I I love Bases Loaded 2. There was something about it that was just awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. 1989 on the PC-98. Okay. We got Can-Can Bunny. Okay. Yep. So, Can-Can Bunny was uh, based off of an uh, adult manga series. Oh, never mind, all right. Or adult novel, manga novel <laughs> series um, which which I thought was interesting. would
1: totally. um, I thought it was based know, on Campbell's Soup.
2: Yeah, you know, there there I you know, I pulled up some images on this is um, and it's quite interesting. One, in you know, introducing the girls. <laughs> uh the Fairy with Bunny Ears. Um, let's see. Uh, 20 is considered old enough for hentai games, right? Oh, hey now. I think uh, so. So Can Can Bunny in 1989. All right. Check it out, folks, with your parents' permission. we um, 1990 in Japan, we got Romance of the Three Kingdoms
1: 2. Okay. On the Sharp X 68000. Cha-ching. We are looking for that at the expo. I, you know, I have a feeling they won't have it there, but you know what? You, <laughs> you never, never know. know.
2: You never know in this town. Wait, <laughs> which town? Not in my town. I'm in Orlando right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in Garden your City, town, who knows? In your town. <laughs> um, 1991 on the Sega Genesis in the U.S., we got a game called Populous. I don't know if you remember oh, okay. that Okay,
1: yeah, I remember that game, yeah.
2: It was kind of SimCity-esque. It was. It was very, yeah. yeah. Populous. Uh, 1992 on the Sega CD. Mm in japan uh prince of persia oh wow okay yeah yeah prince of persia's been around a lot longer i think than people realize because i think the like the playstation one was the one that it really where it really broke out mm-hmm. i think but it's been around since the 80s it's been yeah it's been around for a while yeah it's been, yeah. Yeah, it's been around since the 80s uh 1993 on the uh super famicom in japan secret of mana
1: oh nice which,
2: which will be released on the soon-to-be-released Super Nintendo Classic. That is true. Or the SNES Classic. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) SNES Classic, everyone. Uh, 1994, on the 3DO in Japan, we got Lemmings.
1: Oh, nice. I love that game. I I used to love that. Yeah.
2: Moving on to 1995, as mentioned in our retro spotlight for Super Nintendo in the U.S., we got Chrono Trigger, a game... A game you will be playing very soon. I
1: really am. I, you got me so jacked for that during that retro spotlight.
2: I want you to play it, and I want to. I want to get your thoughts on it because I'm telling you, man, uh, I just like that game. Just like blew my mind in oh, places. No. It really no, did. No. It was awesome. Uh, 1996. Uh, this is fitting considering you know we're doing a wrestling themed streaming month. So in 1996, on the Sega Saturn in Japan, uh, WWF WrestleMania, the arcade game. Oh, <laughs> probably not one of the best. No, but it was fun. It was different. Uh, 1997, um, on the Macintosh, Hmm. we got the sequel to one of my favorite games of all time. Um, this is the, the 11th hour, the sequel to the seventh guest. One of your favorites. Oh man. Seventh guest is by far one of my favorite games of all time. The 11th hour, not as much, (laughs) um, but still good. Okay. I I still played through it and I still play through it every once in a while. Cool. Uh, Jumping to 1998 on the Nintendo 64, we got WWF Warzone. Oh wow, nice! That's a good one. That that was the start of a yeah. great series. Because uh, in 1999 on the PlayStation, uh, we got WWF Attitude, which did every <laughs> which did everything that WWF Warzone did, and then multiplied it by like fifty. Oh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, totally. Fantastic. That that game had so many superstars in it. The it cutscenes awesome.
1: too were awesome.
2: Yeah, the cutscenes yeah. were great. Uh, jumping to two thousand on the dreamcast in the u.s we got a game called semen do you remember the game semen
1: yes i do (laughs) and it's a legit game people it is a legit legit game game. It it was like a pokemon game except
2: you were you were raising a fish in the ocean that had a human face
1: a very creepy human face yes And you you talk to it. There was a mic attachment. Yes, there was a mic so
2: you can talk to it. Really strange, really creepy. Semen for the Dreamcast. And
1: a very funny Angry Video Game Nerd episode with Semen, too. Check it out.
2: Oh, yes, that's right. I remember that one.
1: Uh, Moving on to 2001 on the
2: Game Boy Color in the U.S., we got WWF Betrayal. Oh, yes. That
1: was a... uh, That was not a good game. No, no. They tried making it like an actual... Like side scroller. Like it wasn't wrestling. Like I forgot. So I think someone kidnapped Stephanie and you had to go rescue him. Or something like that. It was it was yeah. it was rough.
2: Needless to say, just leave her kidnapped. The game yeah. was not good. <laughs> uh jumping to two thousand two. Um on the Atari twenty six hundred. What? Okay. Uh Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> Man, Disney. What took you so long? <laughs> they were catching up. <laughs> um two thousand three on the PlayStation 2, we got Chaos Legion.
1: Why does that sound familiar? Okay. Uh, it, was, it was a
2: fairly popular game. I can't remember exactly what it was. No. Um, so, And then also, I'll just share for 2003, Xbox and PS2 got Futurama because I know you're a Futurama fan. <laughs> yes. Do you have that game? I think I had it. I don't have it anymore. Well, okay. I may still have it. I don't know. I definitely still have it because when I worked at Fox, I found it in a closet. Oh, did you? <laughs> I found it in the video game closet. We had a video game closet with just all of our games in there. And I was looking. And I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't know we had a Futurama game. And, and one of my coworkers was like, yeah. He's like, you want it? And I'm like, yeah. He gave it to me. <laughs> nice. Man, yep. I love Futurama. Uh, jumping to 2004 uh, on the Game Boy Advance, Shining Force: Resurrection of the Dark
1: Dragon. Oh, that was, I mean, it was it was a port of, of this of Shining Force, but I remember getting that, and I it just played through that game again at that point. Oh, that game was fantastic.
2: Yeah, I love Shining Force. And uh, last but not least for uh, this week in gaming, in 2005 on the PlayStation 2, the Xbox, and the GameCube, we got Madden NFL '06. Nice.
1: Good old man. Uh,
2: yeah, that is this week in gaming,
1: and that is this week as well. And well, I'll uh, I'll be seeing you very soon, as I next hope so. week will be from the uh, Long Island Retro Gaming Expo 2017. I'd feel more confident about it if I actually had a flight booked. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I don't know.
2: I don't know when I'm leaving Orlando.
1: Okay, well, folks, that's going to be interesting, as I just learned this right now. <laughs>
2: well you know i mean i i was supposed to leave orlando on friday and uh, you know I'm, I'm still here oh that's true yeah <laughs> so you know uh, yes you no, you will see me for the expo because i've already said that my cutoff here is thursday on oh. thursday i have to fly to new york there's <laughs> no question about that so um i will be there um lord knows how i'm going to be flying but, <laughs> but uh, i will be i, I will be there
1: <laughs> or hop in that rental and just drive Yep, take a train. Trust me, there are many ways for me to get there. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Well, that's going to be so much fun next week. So, yeah, again, get your tickets. Just uh, expo.laretro.com slash tickets. I'll post the link. With, and track with,
2: us down if you get
1: there. Honestly, do. And follow us. Honestly, the the, the door's open at 10 o'clock. So really, any time between 10 and 1, we, me and Anthony are going to be randomly streaming, just walking around, seeing what we're interested in, what we're going to buy. I feel like a lot of our buying is going to happen like between 10 and 10.05. And then yeah, after so that... Basically,
2: <laughs> basically, by the time we record, we're just going to be showing off what we bought.
1: <laughs> that sounds good to me. Uh, hopefully, a lot of our friends will be there. And then 1 o'clock, we will go even bigger with the live stream um, where we do our live podcast podcast that's going to be a blast and then we'll see what happens afterwards you know maybe keep walking around um anything off the top of your head you, you're trying to look for because i'm looking for a virtual boy i don't care what you say that's okay because before you get to the convention <laughs>
2: i'm gonna walk around with these little flyers that say do not sell virtual <laughs> boys to this man and it's gonna have your picture right on it <laughs>
1: Like a picture of Al Bundy. Don't take checks from this man.
2: Exactly. Do not sell a Virtual Boy to this boy. Oh, how could you? Oh, I
1: can't wait to get my... And I'll You, bring... are,
2: not, you are not allowed to buy a Virtual and Boy in my presence. we already established this.
1: Bring the games I still have. I'll bring them with me so that way we can play right then and there. Oh, that's awesome, because you know what? I'll make sure that I have a
2: really good steel-toed boot. (laughs) And I will finally put those games out of their misery. (laughs) Hashtag VB sucks. Oh, my God. S-U-X.
1: So with that, folks, we'll catch you live this Saturday on Facebook.com slash Retro Gamers Podcast for the live Retro Gamers live stream. Oh, and just a heads
2: up, you asked a question. What am I looking for? Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) After all this discussion this week, I am going to be looking for a nice, pristine copy of Chrono Trigger.
1: Nice. All right. We're going to look out for that. And, um, you know, if you're there, if you're at the show, come find us. Share with us what you're looking for what you're buying follow us on instagram at the underscore retro gamers uh, the retrogamers dot com and of course hit subscribe everywhere youtube for now we're trying to get a YouTube page up but for now you can go because my page finally got enough people. I have a custom URL for my private youtube page oh you're growing not up. private personal so if you go to YouTube.com slash yeah, C. Your, pri- your your private YouTube page is not suitable. No, for you it. don't want that one. So um, YouTube.com slash C slash More365. I don't know why the c's in there, but it's in there. If you go there, you'll find all our podcasts for the Retro Gamers amongst Pro Slam World podcasts and the Better Half. And, um, plug. of course. And of course, follow us on iTunes, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. Subscribe to any or all of them. You'll get new episodes each and every week. And enjoy Florida. I'll see you in a few days. All right. See you soon. Peace.
0: Today's specials, new Chase Freedom Flex with 3% on dining, including takeout. Now every meal comes with a side of cash back. Learn more at ChaseFreedom.com. Cars are issued by J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A., member FDIC. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change.